Welcome to a new episode of the Upper Room Church Podcast. Let's join Pastor Johnson as he shares another life-changing message. All right, God bless all you wonderful people on today, the precious way out. Truly, we are glad to be in the house of the Lord. God is good and he's worthy, worthy to be praised. Well, we're going to get right into our lesson for today. You have your Bible. You follow along with us, if you will, please. If not, amen, just listen to us as we walk through the word of God. I want to go first of all to um, the book of the uh, book of uh, Matthews. That's where we're going to start. Get our text from the book of Matthews, the um, uh, fifth chapter. Matthews, the fifth chapter. Okay, and this is where we're going to uh, get our thought from Matthew, the fifth chapter. You have your Bibles. Okay, uh, the fifth chapter of Matthew, and I want to look at uh, verse number uh, 13. We're going to start right there, verse 13 uh, down through verse number uh, uh, 16, and we'll see what the Lord has for us on today. I was thinking about this on this week, and this sort of let us know what we are supposed to be like in this old world as we waited on the return of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Jesus was teaching the multitude here, and he's teaching them about salt, and he's teaching them about light. You know, salt, salt is very, very important in life. In the old days, they used salt for many, many reasons, especially when it came to uh, preservative. They used salt to put it on the meat. Myself, being an old country boy, I remember my dad uh, during the winter season when we got ready to uh, kill hogs and um, how that they would uh, uh, get the water ready in the pot. Many of y'all probably don't know about that. Get a big old pot of uh, 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 water. Uh, it was called a, a kettle. A kettle. I think that's what it was called, a kettle. But it was a huge black pot. I mean, they made a fire on it and they got the water good and hot to as they uh, getting ready to get the hog ready. And then uh, uh, they would take this pot of hot water and then pour the hot water inside of a barrel. I don't want to bore you with all that. But uh, it was a process that went through to get the hair off the hog and after they got it ready. But then they would cut the hog up into pieces. Uh, the ham, the shoulder, and the different pieces that you might buy out of the store. They know how to get it ready. I don't know. But I remember the, just the ham part, how my dad and the neighbors got together uh, to do the, the ham part. They would cut the hams out, and they would uh, 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 take this salt and just put salt all over, just rubbing into the skin, in and out, all around it. And then when they got through doing that, they would hang the ham up in the, uh, what we call a smokehouse. And it will be it will stay in the smokehouse and this this meat will be cured. The salt will use to cure it, to preserve it, and it lasts for for a long time. It go all the way through the winter. We had ham during the winter time, ham through the summertime, and we didn't have to put it in the refrigerator. The salt was used to preserve it, keep it from spoiling, spoiling, and uh keeping uh uh anything uh, that might want to light on it on it. Uh, I never saw any kind of insect or fly or anything on our meat because the salt was on it and it preserved that meat. And so salt is used for a preservative. Well, Jesus used that analogy about salt because he knew the people in this day and time, his day and time uh, that he walked the earth, how that they didn't have refrigerators uh, like we do today. And they found ways and methods. God always give people what they need in that day and time. 
time uh, to sustain them in that day and time. And salt was one of the main things that they used to preserve their food. And so uh, Jesus is teaching here a story, a good lesson about salt. And I want to go there today. And, and this lesson on salt let you know how important you and I are uh, in this world today. We're very important. Somebody would think, well, I, I'm not anybody. I ain't nobody. And uh, they got old song out saying, I'm just a nobody, trying to tell everybody about somebody. Well, let's not let's not think of ourselves as a nobody. You, Everybody is somebody, right? Right? We everybody's somebody. The song, you know, it, it has its meaning, and they was trying to uh, persuade uh, uh, people with the lyrics or doing whatever they were trying to do, inspire somebody. But I want to just lift you up a little bit higher this morning. I want you to know you, you are somebody. We leave a nobody song alone. It, it do what it do, but the word of God just take us a little bit higher. Now, in the fifth chapter of Matthews, looking at verse number uh, 13, let's get right down into the message. Father, bless thy word as we go forth, get wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. 13 says, Jesus was teaching his disciples. He said, ye are the salt of the earth. Y'all see that? You are the salt. You Not, not the world, not the people out in the world. They're, they're not the salt. First of all, we understand the salt was used as a preservative, right? To keep things from spoiling. So Jesus said, you are the salt of the earth. What is that saying to us? If I, salt is a preservative to keep things from spoiling and corrupting, then he turned around and said, you are the same analogy, using this analogy, you are the salt of the earth. So we, God's people, really are what give this world its flavor. You know, we know the world, they really don't like Christianity. They don't like God's people, and they want to silence us. They want to get rid of us, and we really stand in the way. And, and, but they don't understand uh, that if we get out of the way, destruction will come rapidly upon this old world. That's what they don't know. Are we just going to shut those church folks down? Are we going to set all of those witnesses people down, that, that, that faith-believing people down? And then we can live in a world uh, like we want to. We can live the way we want to. We can, we can enjoy ourselves. And I heard one lady say that they might live up to their full potential. You you don't really want to live up to your full potential. Your full potential is going to line up, wind us up all in hell. And we don't want to do that. My full potential of what we I can do and what you can do, it. we don't want to go there. Y'all hear what I'm saying? Amen. We don't want to go there to my full potential. Amen. Because we all are capable of, of, of some devastating uh, uh, things. So Jesus said, you, you, you are the salt of the earth. In other words, and then he said, but... Somebody said, but if the salt has lost its savor, and, and, and I looked at that word, if the salt has lost its savor, that means its saltiness. If it lost the ability to season our pot, you know, what is what is a, a, a good old pot of Lord no pinto beans or, or turnip greens without seasoning in it? Tastes terrible. It tastes flat. It has to have something to give it its flavor, right? 
So the salt gives it some flavor. So we can enjoy our meats. We can enjoy our vegetables. We can enjoy the thing that we eat in life. But I'm telling you, if you cook that food or even if you bake that cake, you got to put a pinch of salt or something in it. If you do your bread, you got to put a, a pinch of salt or something in it. If not, it will be flat. It won't taste right. So salt gives it its flavor, its seasoning. And so Jesus is saying, now you are the salt of the earth. We are what makes this world a, play, a pleasant place to be in. Y'all listening to me? Without us, if you take us out of the world, this world would be a mean world because it'd be a lot of doggy dog people, a lot of people that just do crazy stuff. And we, the people of God, it really that makes this world uh, 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 worth living in. Amen. So he said, you are the salt the earth but if the salt has lost his savor when i looked at that let me, let me finish this verse and we're going to come back wherewith shall it be salt it is therefore good for nothing but to be cast out and to be trodden under the foot of men so if salt has lost its seasoning lost its flavor it's no good for nothing the only good one thing just throw it out just get rid of it, throw it out the house. And when I really looked at this verse closely, I, I, I tried to see uh, uh, through the eyes of Jesus where he was going with the salt and the flavor and the seasoning. And, and, and it's good for nothing but to throw out where the Lord was going with this. And so he said salt is, uh, it, it, you are the salt of the earth, but if it lost its flavor. And I looked, I said, well, how, how can salt lose its, its flavor? Uh, uh, how can it salt lose its seasoning? Some of you all maybe never tasted salt, looked like salt, and didn't taste like salt. You probably never experienced it. But the fact is, salt can actually lose its taste. Y'all follow what I'm saying? And I looked up a few things about uh, the ways how salt can lose its taste. And in and, and, and three or four ways I, I, I came upon it, how salt can lose its taste, its flavor. Uh, salt might be lost it might lose its flavor under certain conditions when is it when uh, the certain chemical, the impurity that's within it uh, are, are taken away. Uh, other possible reason uh, salt might lose its flavor is when salt might be absorbed by the humidity. Just leave it outside. Just leave it out in the open. And it said eventually it will evaporate and it will lose. Uh, it, it will leave behind uh, the substance that looked like uh, uh, salt but does not taste like salt. So in other words, if you take salt. And you just leave it out. You know, most time we got salt, we put it up, right? It either in our salt shaker, we put it up in the cabinet, or it's sitting on the table. But if you would take salt and leave it out, another another uh, analogy or explanation of salt losing its, its flavor is that table salt uh, expires in about five years. You know, we never keep the same amount of table salt for five years. By that time, we normally used it up, right? So in about five years, table salt had, can lose its taste because uh, within the table salt, the, the supplement they put in there, the chemical they put in table salt is iodine. If you look at your salt, most table salt, it will say it has iodine in it, right? Well, sometimes the iodine, leaving out and exposed to the element, it can break down and leave the salt. It can lose its flavor. Y'all follow what I'm saying? So the iodine that within the salt can cause the iodine, uh, can cause the salt to lose its taste. And then another uh, explanation of salt 
salt losing its flavor or taste. It says salt exposed to the sunlight and rain loses its saltiness entirely. So if you leave it outside, if it's exposed to the sunlight, and the sunlight will break it down and the rain will dilute it. And so in other words, when salt is exposed to elements, it can lose its saltiness entirely. So the fact remains, salt can, the fact is true, salt can lose its saltiness if it's left out to the elements and the chemicals, the humidity, it can evaporate. It can, it, it'll look like salt. And not only that, some of you all probably never seen salt when it got to this, this point. It can cake up and it can turn to a powdery like substance. Amen. It would it no it won't be like it is just pour it right out of shape. It can cake up. Y'all never seen salt cake up. Being a country boy, I seen salt cake up. I seen that before with my own eyes. So Jesus is saying, You are the salt of the earth. You are the preservative of the world. You are what holding things down. But he said, But now if salt has lost its savor. Amen. Then it's good for nothing. So if you and I, we are, God put us in this world for a reason. Sometimes we may have to be the salt on our street. Sometimes we may go visit our relatives and hadn't seen them in a while. You might be the, you might be, you should be the seasoning that make, amen, the atmosphere uh, uh, the, what, the way it is. In other words, we tone things down. That's the way God made us, and that's what God wants to be. We set the, set the atmosphere. We set the tone. We set the pace. Amen. We don't want the world to set the tone, set the pace, set the atmosphere. We, as God's people, keep a lot of things from happening that would happen. I, I never will forget a man a long time ago, his name Bishop Albert Dixon. He's gone on to be with the Lord now. Great renowned pastor, great preacher up in uh, Cleveland, Cleveland, Ohio. And Bishop was travel, he traveled from country to country, city to city, and he flew a lot. And at one particular time, we were having a lot of problems with planes falling. I don't know why. I'll explain the reason why these planes was crashing, why they was falling out of the sky. But Bishop was on this particular plane, traveling from traveling where he had to go to do this revival. And he spoke to the people on the plane that were traveling with him. They were all getting nervous sometimes. And he told the people, he said, nothing going to happen to this plane today. Y'all hear what I'm saying? Nothing will happen to the plane today. They said, how you know that? He said, because I'm on here. Can you say amen to somebody? I'm on here. This plane ain't going to fall out the sky. It ain't going down. Why? Because I'm on here. God has me on a mission that I got to go. I have an assignment to do. And, and because of me, all the rest of y'all can enjoy the flight. Can you say amen to somebody? Sometimes you just don't know how good God is, brother. You can't grasp it sometimes. But a lot of things can happen. Won't happen just because you are around. Right. Never will forget years ago I told some of the guys that I worked with when I was working for a company, Air Product, they gone, they, they they sold the business to other companies now. But I worked there for uh, 20 something odd years. Times was hard during the Reagan administration. Car lots were laying off, manufacturers laying off, people laying off everywhere. Everybody just losing their job in in, in, in by the thousands. The car makers would lay off five, ten thousand folks, and they just getting laid off everywhere. Business was going out of business, and I was working there. That product, the best job I ever had in my entire life. And I told all the guys there, the guy that worked with me, and guys that were around me, I said, you know what? These jobs going out of business. They laying off, but you know what? This one ain't gonna lay off. 
This one ain't going out of business. Wow, how are you talking about? I said, it ain't going to lay off because I work here. As long as I'm working, we're going to be in business. Can't say amen to somebody. Why? Because I'm a child of God, and I am the salt of the earth. God is going to take care of me wherever I go, and whoever be around me, they're going to be okay. Can you say amen to somebody? I believe that because this is a teaching of God's word. God will never destroy the wicked and the righteous at the same time. He'll never do it. I'm going to show it to you in the Bible. All through the Bible, when God got ready to do something, he moved his people out of the way. You know, when, when Moses led those children of Israel from, from Egypt to the promised land, the, 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 the things that happened to the people in Egypt didn't happen to them until Moses led the people out of there. God always get the people out. You know, and there, there's a school of thought going around that the church is going to go through persecution. The church is going to go through tribulation. Oh, no, 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 no. Nothing of the kind. The church is not going to go through the tribulation period. No, no. That's why the Bible said, God said, we, see, we're going to be raptured out of here. So you got you to gotta live in such a way that, 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 that when the rapture take place, God gets you out. I mean, I heard preachers teach that, uh, that well, uh, the, the, the church going to go through the tribulation period. I don't know where you read that at. I don't know where you got your understanding from. God not going to allow his people to go through anything like that. God going to rapture the church out, and then the world going to go through the tribulation period. Y'all follow what I'm saying? So Jesus said, you are the salt of the earth, but, but if the salt has lost its seasoning, don't ever lose your seasoning that God has put in you. We as God people have to be very, very careful. Don't do things. I have to live a certain way. I make sure I don't do things that cause me to lose my seasoning, to lose my flavor. I won't do things that will cause me to lose my testimony. You know you can hurt your testimony. Y'all know that, right? You can do certain things and you won't be able to tell nobody nothing. You can't tell me nothing. I saw you. I saw you uh, somewhere the last night where you weren't supposed to be. So this is what God is teaching us this morning. He said, you the salt, but if the salt loses season, if it loses its flavor, don't do anything that will cause you to lose your, your savor, your, your, your seasoning, amen, your, your position with God where it will hurt your testimony. Can somebody say amen this morning? You don't want to do that, brothers and sisters. You don't want to go there. Don't do it. Don't do it. Because you are the salt. You, are, you, you make things right. Have you ever been somewhere and the people, uh, 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 well, they couldn't wait till you leave uh, because they want to do something, but because of your presence, they didn't turn it up. They, 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 they kept it turned down till you got out of there. Said, well, don't, don't, don't do that. Uh, Brother Jane, here, we're going to wait till Brother Jane leave, then we're going to turn it up. Uh-huh. But look, Brother Jane here, we can't turn it up like we want to. Your, your presence, your presence mean a lot to folks. You're the salt of the earth. You're the salt. And we got to make sure we stay salty. Lord, keep me salty. Keep me salty. I want to always be able to keep my position. Can y'all say amen? I want to be able to keep my position uh, in life. Don't, don't ever lose the position that God has given you. Amen. It's very, very important. Yeah, if, if salt lose its savior, it's good for nothing. So if, if I ever lose my ability to influence God don't need me anymore. Am I making sense to anybody? If you ever lose your ability to influence other folk for the goodness of God, 
God don't need you anymore. You have become corrupt. You have, you're just like the salt. If it left out the sunlight, the rain, it diluted. It's not salt anymore. Throw it out. So if I ever lose my ability to be influenced in anybody's life, God don't need me no more. I have become, I have become contaminated. I have, I have become corrupt. I've, I've been spoiled. And God don't want us to ever do that. Always keep yourself in a position, in a position. Of 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 uh, our strength, you might want to write that down and remember that. Always keep yourself in a position of strength. What I say? Always keep yourself in a position of strength. And so, when you ever find yourself not in a position of strength, God can't use you for His glory. God, God, somebody said, Lord, use me. God can't use you if you don't keep yourself in a position of strength. You you need strength. You need help. Or keep yourself in a position of strength. But if salt have lost his savor, it's good for nothing, uh, and nothing but to throw out in the, under the trodden of feet of men, trodden under the foot of men. We don't want that to happen to us. Always keep yourself in a position of strength. We're talking about salt here today. Salt in light is very important. It's very important that you keep yourself in a position of strength at all times because you are the salt. Nothing going to happen to us. Nothing going to happen to me today that God and I can't handle. Can you say amen? Nothing that God and I can't handle. Nothing going to happen that God will not allow. So we're in good hands. Can you say amen somebody? We're in good hands when we're, we're with the Lord. You're the salt. We're the salt. Make sure you keep your season. Keep your testimony. But if you lose it. Now he goes on uh, a little bit further. Verse 14. He's still talking about our position in the earth. People really got to realize your position in the earth is very, very important. Y'all follow me? Somebody said, my position in the earth is very, very important. And, and I, I, I'm, I'm going to hold my position. Don't, don't lose it. Don't let it slip. Hold your position now. It very, because somebody, you know, y'all heard the song when we was out there in the world, somebody watching you. Y'all heard it. Yeah, we all listen to that. Somebody watch. I, I can't say I miss it all up. But anyway, somebody is watching you. You think they're not? They are. They're watching you when you're not looking. I never will forgive them. We were standing out in Frazier one time years ago. Ice had got all on the driveway. We got an ice storm. And uh, I had to go out to the car to get something. And the driveway was all iced up. I looked out the window. I didn't see nobody. Everybody in the house. Didn't see, the, didn't see a soul. But I went out there. I was going to the car. And my foot slipped. I'm telling you, I went up. And, man, I, I came down. I busted. I mean, I busted wide open. And I looked around, see who was looking. I didn't see no neighbor. I didn't see nobody. Nobody across the street. I didn't see nobody. So I got my little old self up and went on back in the house. The next day, when the neighbor called, said, Brother Johnson, I saw you fail out there. <laughs> you all right? <laughs> I didn't see nobody. But they were peeping. They were peeping through the curtain. Peeping through the blind. Brothers and sisters, somebody is watching you. Always keep yourself in a position of strength because somebody, believe me, is watching you. Can you say amen? I didn't see nobody. But he called to check on me. And I was hurting too. Amen. So, Jesus said, you are the salt of the earth. Check out verse 14. He said, you are, he goes a little bit further. He said, you are the light of the world. Oh, my Lord. You are the light of the world. Y'all see that? A city that sits on a hill cannot be hid. So, they're always watching you on your job. 
in the home, up and down the street, somebody watching you. Always keep yourself in a position of strength. You are the light of the world. Verse 15 said, neither do men light a candle and put it up on a bushel. He said, do men light a candle and put it under a bushel? No, but on a candlestick that it might give light unto all that are in the house. That's what you do with a light. You put it on your light, got to be seen. Don't take your light and put it on a bushel. Well, I don't want nobody to know I'm a Christian man. I don't want nobody to know I'm a Christian woman. I'm a godly. I'm a. I'm a godly person. Don't 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 hide your, your don't hide the God that's in you. Let it shine. He said, "You are the light of the world, and, and and you don't take a light and hide it." Amen. If they see you, they see you, cause they're watching anyway. They won't see the good and the bad. So if they're gonna see, let them see the good. You don't don't put it under a bushel. Don't be ashamed to let somebody know that that, that I, I I'm a faith believer. I have faith in God. I believe in God. See, the world will let you know where they stand, and we as Christians don't be ashamed to let them know where we stand. Amen. Amen somebody. He said, let's, he said, you don't take that light and put it on a bushel, but you put it on a candlestick. You know, in the old days when, when, when we see movies, uh, everybody know about a lighthouse. A lighthouse that out in the ocean, out in there, and, and it's a huge building, round structure, go up so high. And they say, that's a lighthouse, but light at the top. You know what that light is for? The ships that are trying to come in. When they see that light, they know they're coming the right way. They can make it to shore. They can, they can, they can dock. They can bring the ship to dock. When they see the light, I mean, the storm might be, might be rocking the ship, maybe raining, lightning, thunder. But if they can see the light from the lighthouse, they know they're coming in the right direction, and they can come to dock. They can dock their boats. That's what the purpose of the lighthouse was. The bring it was like navigation navigation system if I, I see the light out there just keep coming that way follow the light follow the light and Jesus said now you the light don't you know people are supposed to follow you let them follow you to Christ let them follow you to God amen somebody you are the light of the world am I, am I making sense in here now, now, but check this out as he's talking about this salt in this light. Check up verse number 16. He said, now let your light so shine before men that they might see what? Your good works. Amen. Somebody right there. Amen. That they might see the good in you and that they might glorify the Father which is in heaven. So when people see the good in you, people need to see the good. And then they'll, they'll notice God in you. I told a woman one day, I was talking to this lady who was talking about something. And I looked her straight in the eyeball. I said, you know what? You're not a bad person. You're really not. No, she had a little something going on. I looked her straight in the eye. I said, you are not a bad person. She almost started crying. Or she knew what I was talking about. She just had a little something going on in her life. But, but that we got to see people through the eyes of God. And I looked at her through the eyes of God and said, you are not a bad person. You're not. Are y'all listening to me? So he said, let your light so shine that men might see your good works and glorify God which is in heaven. There's a lot of good in all of us in here. But you know, it takes God and take God's word to bring it out. 
Don't you ever go away and think you're a bad person. You may be into that, and you might be, ah, are they into this and into that. You are not a bad person. God didn't make no junk. Can somebody say amen right there? <laughs> he made you. He know what he was doing. David said, I'm wonderfully and fearfully made. God made you. He did not make no junk. We are made in the image of God. Can somebody say amen right there? I am made in the image of my heavenly father. But so I'm not made. He didn't make no junk when he made me. Oh, no, 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 no. All of us got some good in us. You got to work with some of us to bring it out, though. Somebody said, work with me, Lord. Don't, now, now, don't give up on me now. Folks, give up on people. Don't give up on me. God got to work with us. And we see, see, when God get through working with us, and when he get through working with us, the good going to come out. It's like a diamond. If you see a diamond as a natural state, it's, it don't look so well. But they got to take that diamond, they polish it, and when they work with it, they buff it. Man, that diamond sparkle and shine and hurt your eye. Amen. But 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 you gotta work with it, and that's the way people are in life. So we, God, look, God had to work with me. I ain't always look like what you see. Somebody say I, I, I don't look like what I've been through. Can you say amen? Somebody, anybody here can can testify to that? So look and say, Lord, I, I, I thank you today. I don't look like what I've been through. See, some somebody, you 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 don't know my story. One day I'll tell it to you if you can handle it. <laughs> you don't know my story. Amen, somebody? We are the salt of the earth, and we are the light of the world. We all got a story to tell. God is so good. Can somebody say amen? Let your light so shine before men that they might see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Come on, go with me just a little bit further here. We're the salt. In other words, we set the tone. We set the tone. Yeah, we set it. Look at the book of Revelation. We're going to move right along here. The book of Revelation, the, the, the third chapter. Now, Jesus knew how important it was that we as his people set the tone. We, we, we give, this, give this word flavor. We give it season. And uh, we're the reason why uh, uh, a lot of time, you know, uh, uh, hurricanes and tornadoes. You have you always wonder. They have tornadoes, hurricanes, all that kind of stuff over there in Arkansas and over there. And, uh, you know, and, and just tear up everything. It seemed like when it coming toward Memphis, they, tell, they, they, they were forecasting and said it's coming this way. And it seemed like. For some reason, though, when it comes this way toward Memphis, when it gets to that river, you ever notice how it always jump and go another direction? Mm. I thought about that a whole lot. And you know what comes to my mind? There's a lot of praying folks here. God always spares. A lot of stuff come here. They jump and go the other way. We might get just a little bit of it, but we never get tore up like the mother cities get tore up. There's a lot of praying folks here in Memphis. They said Memphis is a city of churches. Somebody doing something good over here. Amen, somebody? So we are the salt of the earth, and God's not going to destroy us. Not yet. No, 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 not yet. Revelation, the third chapter, verse number 16. Check this out. Jesus talking to the church of Laodicea, and this is what he said to him. He, he said, I, I know your works, that thou, thou art not cold nor hot. I would that thou were cold or hot. Now, check this out. This is very, very important. Jesus told the church of the Laodicea, he said, verse 16, uh, so then, because thou art lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth. See, God really wants to be one of the other. He said, now, I, I notice this about you. You are not cold and you are not hot. We got to get somewhere. We got to be somewhere. God wants to be one or the other. Either be cold or be hot. You be, be with the Lord. One thing about it, I will not be in this church and not serious about what I'm doing. 
I encourage you all to be the same. We have, people go to church for many, many reasons. Some folk go to church to look at what the other person outfit somebody. Look, did you see what she had on? Many times, I'm, I'm going to throw this in there. And this, this ain't no reflection. I ain't, I ain't bothering you, Sister John, but I'm just going to throw it in there. She asked me many times, uh, did you uh, did you see so-and-so, so-and-so? I said, no. Did you see what she had on? I said, no. What's wrong with your eyes? I just wasn't looking. <laughs> you know, I'm thinking about something else. You know what I'm saying? I know I know. women Women are, are details. Men, not all that detailed. This ain't throwing nobody on the bus. It's just a natural fact. Women are just detailed. You know what I'm saying? They'll know everything you got on. Yeah, y'all, y'all, you know they, they know what shirt you got on, the blouse you got on, the skirt you got. They know what color shoes you got on. I could not tell you what nobody got on when I leave here and go home. I really couldn't. But now, if I made it a point, if I had to make a point and just write it down so I can report to somebody, I probably could. But just, just naturally, I couldn't tell you what you what you got on. Cause men ain't they not that detailed, you know. Men, we just different from women. Women, women think in circles. Men, we in straight lines. Y'all feel what I'm saying? Every time we riding in the car, my wife would tell me, "Turn, go this way. Turn, go that way." I said, "Well, I, I just go straight down Yale." <laughs> <laughs> and turn and turn that awesome pee or turn that cover the pipe. Man, she haven't turned this way. To go turn right here, turn right there. We we go down quite a few streets sometimes when we traveling. So women think in circles, men think in straight lines. And so I couldn't tell you. So but but notice what he said here. So God wants to be somewhere. He said, So then because thou art lukewarm, uh, neither cold nor hot, I'm gonna spew you out of your mouth. Brothers and sisters, you need to be on fire for God. If you're gonna be for the Lord, be for the Lord. That way God wants. God said, if you're gonna be on my side, be on my side. And if you're not gonna be on my side, then go on with the devil. That's the way I read. That's the way God said I really for to be. You're gonna be with me, be with me. Just don't play with God. There's a lot of folks in church playing with God. We sin all down through the years. Folk been in church, been in church for a long time. And uh, they just go to see what somebody got on, to see what their shoes look like. A child, did you see that wig she had on? She she need to get rid of that wig. And you supposed to go to church, be trying to give God glory, and, and get and get something, get something for yourself, get something for my spirit, man. You know, get something to help me be a better person, help you be a better woman, better man. And, and you looking at somebody hat? Did you see that big hat she had on? I couldn't see a face. <laughs> Come on, we go, We come here to see the Lord. We come here to meet the Lord. So people in, are into what they're into, but everybody's not in it for the right reason. So he said, God said right here, so because you are not neither cold nor hot, I'm going to screw you out of my mouth. I'm going to get rid of you. God just wants us to be what, he, what we said we are. Lord, help me be all that you want me to be. So he said, we are the salt of the earth. Y'all see that? We are the salt of the earth. And we got to be careful because we are salt. People are watching us. People are depending on you. People are depending on me. If I quit now, if I give up now, look at the people who have, who have been inspired by your life, who have been inspired by my life. And if I give up now, what would it do to them? Can you say man, somebody? You don't want to hurt God. and You don't want to hurt God's people. Somebody looking up to you. Don't let them down. You got to do this because somebody looking up to you. Let's go a little bit further. I want to show you that God really thanks a lot of his people. In the book of Genesis, Genesis 18. I have one on the script and I'm going to let you go. Genesis, the 18th chapter. Genesis 18 and verse number 16 through 26. Check this out. Y'all got it? All right, y'all good. Uh, Genesis 18, verse 16. It says, 
And the men rose up from thence and looked towards Sodom, and Abraham went with them to bring them on the way. And the Lord said, Shall I hide from Abraham that thing which I do? Seeing that Abraham shall surely become a great and mighty nation, and all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him. Verse 19. For I know him. See, God know you too. For I know him that he will command his children and his household after him. And they shall keep the way of the Lord to do justice and judgment that the Lord might bring upon Abraham that which he has spoken of him. Verse 20. And the Lord said, because the cry of Sodom and Gomorrah is great and because their sin is very grievous. Verse 21, I will go down now and see whether they have done altogether according to the cry of it, which is come up, come unto me. And if not, I will know. Verse 22, and the Lord turned up and the men turned their faces from this and went towards Sodom. But Abraham stood yet before the Lord. Thank God for Abraham. Verse 23, and Abraham drew near. And said, will thou also destroy the righteous with the wicked? This is the Abraham, the question that Abraham put before the Lord. Look at verse 22 again. And the men turned their faces from thence and went towards Solomon. But Abraham stood yet before the Lord. Sometimes things are not happening because we are standing in between God and destruction. Sometimes we are the reason why this didn't happen because we're there. Abraham was standing in between God and the destruction of the people of Sodom and Gomorrah. And Abraham said, Lord, don't do it. Don't do it, Lord. Don't do it. Don't. God, God, look, God is righteous. God is holy. He's a good God. But he got so fed up with these folk, he was going to destroy the whole city. I'm just going to kill, just kill all of them. Just get rid of all of them. They so hard-headed. They rebellious. They won't do nothing I said. I'm just going to wipe them off the map. Abraham stood in the middle. Don't you know we need to stand in the middle sometime? We need to stand in the middle for our family folks. We need to stand in the middle for our friends. Amen. We need to stand in the middle for our loved ones. Amen. That God will protect them. Lord, take care of my children. I know they ain't all that obedience. I know they out there in the street cutting up. But Lord, they my children. And sometimes because of you, God will spare them. Can you say amen? I'm going to show it to you. Let's continue to read. Now. What verse was I at? I was at what? 23. And Abraham drew near and said, Will thou also destroy the righteous with the wicked? 24 said, Preadventure, there be 50 righteous within the city. Will thou also destroy and, and not spare the place for the 50 righteous that are therein, that, that be far from thee to do after this manner, to slay the righteous with the wicked? Abraham thought that, was just, that wasn't the right thing. And that the righteous should be as the wicked? That be far from thee, shall not the judge of the earth do right? Talking about God, Lord, you are the judge of the earth. Shall not the judge of the earth uh, do right? God going to do the right thing. In verse 26, and the Lord said, if I find in Sodom 50 righteous within the city, then I will spare all the place for their sake. I'm saying, because of God's people, sometimes God will, will hold judgment. Y'all see what I'm saying? Because of the righteous. You don't know. Sometimes I, I we used to sing this song, somebody pray for me. 
I thank God for people that prayed for me. Something could have happened to me, but somebody was praying. And then the song goes on for us. My mom, she prayed for me. My mother prayed for me. I thank God for the prayers of the saints. Because things will happen to you. You don't know what's down the road. You don't know when you're going to fall or something going to come your way. But because somebody prayed for you, God spared your life. Can you say amen right there? Lord, I thank you for the prayer of the saints that going up for I've been around danger in many times. But because of somebody praying, God didn't let it happen. That's why we pray for one another. When I said pray for me, I pray for you. You don't know what's going to come around that corner. And so Abraham's standing here in the gap for these folk. And God told Abraham, all right, Abraham, uh, I'm not going to destroy the, the righteous with the wicked. I'm not going to do it. So that's the reason why I say as long as God, people are here, uh, 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 only certain things can happen. You on the plane, it's not going down. You're a child of God. You got that kind of faith? You walk in that kind of faith? Ain't nothing going to happen. You work, you work the job, they're not going to go down. They're not going to close it while you cost you there. God got to take care of you. you on the job. And if you if if do something happen, then God will open the door for you. But, but I'm saying he has to take care of you because you're his children. What kind of father would neglect his children? Y'all follow me? A while back, they used to have this thing where they was going after the dad that wouldn't pay child support, wouldn't take care of their kids, and they would call them, they, were, they had this name called the Deadbeat Dads. Y'all follow? Y'all remember when they had that out? Deadbeat Dad. They didn't want to pay child support, they didn't want to pay alimony, they didn't want to take care of their family. Well, God is not that kind of father. He is not going to neglect his children. You all got to believe it. I got faith in it. Look, all this stuff going on, Corona coming here, and you know what? They're talking crazy again. They're talking about some monkey pop coming. Lord, have mercy. We had enough. So what I'm saying is God took care of us through Corona and, and this other stuff that blew up and monkey pop on his way. Look, God, God is not a God that will not take care of his children. Can you say amen somebody? He's my father. He's going to provide. He's going to open door for me. He's going to make a way for me. He's going to keep me. He's going to heal me. He's going to deliver me. He's going to bring me out. He's going to set me free. Can somebody say amen? He's going to take care of your family. I never forget. I never forget my, my, my nephew. He gone on to be with the Lord. I love that boy. He was in the military, went to Army, stayed in there, made a career out. came out, joined his little military money. And uh, we was all together one day over at the house, and we were talking about different things and hard times, tough times. And I never forget. I, I remember this till I go on and be with the Lord myself. My nephew, he, he looked at all of us. He said, you know what? We ain't going to be hungry. And we just fell out laughing. Things are bad. This is happening. That is happening. But we ain't going to be hungry. God going to take care of you. Somebody said, well, there ain't much in the refrigerator. That's all right. You, you ain't going to die. God going to tell you. He going to make a way. Y'all believe that? He's going to make a way. Because, because, I know he's going to make a way because he said he is the way. Jesus told him, I am the way. So anytime things get rough around there, you got to look to the one that said, I am the way. I'm your way out. Y'all hear what I'm saying? I am your way out of a bad situation. I'm your way out of tough times. And so here Abraham said, Lord, Lord, you, you can't destroy the righteous with the wicked. You can't do that. And God is not going to hurt his own children. He is a provider. He's a protector. Amen. And that's the way he, gonna, that's what he, way he always been. He's going to continue to do it because he's a good, loving father. And I, I walk in that. That's my position in life. God got me, y'all. God got me. Can somebody say, Lord, I think I know you got me. God got me. He got us. 
He got us. Just keep on doing what you're doing and trust in him. And he got you. All right. One more scripture and I'm going to let you go. Now, look at the book of Proverbs. Since we know we are the salt of the earth, the book of Proverbs talk about something very, very important right here. Proverbs, the uh, fourth chapter. We are the salt of the earth. We are the light of the world. We want to hold our position. Amen. That we, we won't do anything that will hurt our testimony that will keep me from being light. Folks are watching me. Folks are watching you. Don't do anything. Don't slip up. If, and here's the thing. Here's the thing about it. don't slip up. Don't fall. Don't mess up. And here's the thing. If you do fall, be man enough. Be woman enough to confess it. And God still got you. See, what happened? We got too many folks that make mistakes and they won't come back and say nothing about it. See, that's a mighty big man. Y'all hear what I'm saying? That's a big man right there. They'll, they'll admit, I made a mistake. And when you when you made a mistake, fess up. I made a mistake. I'm sorry. Forgive me. You can't do nothing with that. You're a mean woman. You can't you can't handle that. You're a mean man. You can't handle that. When somebody say, I, 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 I forgive me. You, see, cause you remember the words of Jesus. Jesus said, uh, 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 if we forgive, he's Jesus said, forgive and you shall be forgiven. And if you forgive not, your heavenly father won't forgive you. Did I get it right? That's the Amen. That's the word. That's it. So if we got to hold our position in life. And, and try to walk right and try to talk right and try to do the right thing. But if we slip and make a mistake, ask for forgiveness. And brother, you covered. Can't nobody do nothing with that. Can't nobody do nothing with that. But said, well, all right. I understand. Look at, look at what he said right here in Proverbs. We're the salt of the earth. Proverbs 4 and verse number 23. Now, Solomon, Solomon give out good wisdom, good instruction. Solomon's talking about, he know, he know we're the salt of the earth. He know we're the light of this world. In verse 4 and 23, he said, keep thy heart with all diligence. For out of it are the issues of life. It's very important, brothers and sisters, you and I, we know our position in life. Now, it's very, very, don't do nothing that'll hurt your testimony, that'll hurt your position in life. He said, guard your heart and keep your heart. And you, you got to protect your heart. And said, so what's going on with so many Christians? They are not protecting their hearts from the corruption that's out in the world, the things that are out in the world. Their heart is wide open. The world can get in there and corrupt you and can spoil you. Man, I'm the salt of the earth. Man, I'm the light of the world. I I gotta guard my heart. I can't let all these things come in here. Can't say amen. I guard my heart. When I hear something silly and foolish, uh, you can't get in here. Can't come in here. Not in my heart. The word said, keep your heart. I encourage all of you all to do obey God and love God. Keep your heart. Now, another translation, it said, guard your heart. Or we could teach our boys and our girls to guard them as they go to school. Guard your heart. This is how so many of them messed up. Because, see, it's very important that you keep it in guard. Because, see, a person can't really hurt you or do you no harm until they get your heart. Man, you can't do nothing to the woman until you get a heart. You can't fool her. You can't trick her. You can't lie to her unless she give you her heart. Until she give you a heart, she can see straight through you. I see what you all about. You ain't all about, about family. You ain't all about doing the right thing. You just want to play. See, but, if, but, but if, if you get her heart, if you get her heart, she going to trust you. Y'all listen to me. If, 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 if you get the man's heart, he's going to trust you. Am I making sense? See, give you a good, good analogy. See, Sister Johnson got my heart a long time ago. When she got my heart, I opened up my billfold. <laughs> But now, but now, before she got my heart changed, man, I wasn't giving up no money. 
So, so some of y'all say, well, he won't give me no money. He love me, but he won't give me no money. You got to get that joker's heart. Y'all hear what I'm saying? Get his heart. He'll open that BFO every time. Say amen, somebody. Get a little hand praise. I'm through. You got to get the heart. And so guard it from those people that won't do you right. Now, don't give it to them. Amen. Don't give it to him. But Jay, he can tell five that. He know. Don't give it to him. Amen. God bless you. I hope I said something encouraged your heart on today. God bless you. Thanks, Pastor Johnson, for another amazing message. Make sure to join us next week for an all-new episode of the Upper Room Church Podcast. Until then, remember, encounter Jesus, echo hope, and dwell in love.